I'm Paul Wiegraf, Director of the Delaware Division of the Arts and your host for today. Joining me in the studio today is the Producing Artistic Director of Delaware Shakespeare, David Stradley. Welcome, David. Thanks so much for having me on. You're no stranger to the studio here, but it's, I'm glad to have you back. Uh, coming up on a, a new summer festival and a new community tour starting in the fall. But for our listeners, I mean, Delaware Shakespeare has just an incredible history and recently some tremendous recognition at the national level. But let's let's go back to the beginnings. How did Delaware Shakespeare begin? It began when a, a bunch of Wilmington friends uh, got together and said, hey, Delaware is one of the only states in the union that doesn't have a professional Shakespeare company. Uh, so they said, let's, you know, it was, it was the good old model of let's get together and put on a show. Um, and so back in, in 2003, they launched the company with a production of Midsummer Night's Dream on the grounds of Archmere Academy. Uh, it ran, I think that first year it only ran for one weekend, maybe two. Okay. Um, but it, they were obviously onto something. Um, mm-hmm. And there's just been a, a, a wonderful, continual, steady growth. Um, the first three years, um, Delaware, then was Delaware Shakespeare Festival, um, was on the grounds of Archmere, but they grew audience sizes every year. Um, I started acting with the company in the second year. Uh, okay. By the time they got to their fourth year, they had outgrown Archmere, um, and Newcastle County warmly welcomed the company to Rockwood Park. Um, and when they moved out to Rockwood Park, again, audience numbers just kept going and going and going. Um, I can remember playing Richard III for the company, and the, the final night we had like 500 people out on the grounds of, of Rockwood. Wow. Um, and just really, really wonderful. Um, and then I took over the company when the, the founding artistic director, Molly Cahill Govern, uh, stepped down after the 2011 season. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and we've engaged in a, a branching out period of growth since then. We started just doing some kind of off-season reading events connected to Halloween and St. Valentine's, and, and those were popular. Uh, but then the real thing that uh, kind of launched us, what I call the kind of uh, not necessarily the modern era, but the, the 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 biggest growth step the company was back in 2016 when we launched our community tour program, mm-hmm. where every fall we take a Shakespeare play on the road throughout the whole state of Delaware, trying to reach the full spectrum of humanity in our state. So we go to places like homeless shelters and community centers and prisons and mental health facilities, uh, and we do that every fall in September and October. Uh, so you know Delaware Shakespeare Festival, which was the name, and then we dropped the festival three years ago when we stop being just a summer company, right, um, right. really has gone from literally one weekend in the summer to now we have activities stretching February through uh, November every year. So, so it, which I think is really fascinating, mm-hmm. that, that growth of the organization, as you say, from putting on a show in yeah. the summer mm-hmm. to, to year-round uh, community outreach, you have yeah. education activities, uh, <clears throat> I know you go into the schools, mm-hmm. Uh, so it really is a, a, a greatly expanded yeah. a service that you provide to the community. But it's always stayed very true to its roots mm. of how do we get the broadest mix of the community together to to experience these plays? I mean, that's how they were they were written in Shakespeare's day for right. people of every walk of life to get together and experience them. And and from the very beginning, uh, the company has has tried to get that same kind of audience. Um, and that's really been at the root of kind of all all the growth that's happened over the seventeen years of the company. And that, that, that's a really interesting point because, uh, I mean, Shakespeare's performances in his day were not just for the social elites of, of London. Yeah, I think that's one of the biggest misconceptions. Normally you hear Shakespeare, people go, oh, Shakespeare, that's just for the, the refined and the high and mighty. But that couldn't have been further from the truth. I mean, Shakespeare's plays in his day were, you know, 
I say I say I say the movies of his day, but maybe now I should say the you know the Netflix show of his day because that's what seems to be where yeah. we are now. But right. you know they were the thing that everybody wanted to talk about, everybody wanted to see. Um, and you know you could pay a penny and stand up close and throw stuff at the actors, or you could pay a little bit more money and, and have a seat. You could pay even more money and have a you know a seat next to the queen. So it really was people from every every aspect of society, um, and we've really lost that as a theater a culture as a whole. You know, so much of theater now seems to be like, oh, if you can afford that sixty dollar ticket on Broadway, or that's a cheap ticket on right, Broadway. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, but when you get everybody in your community together to experience these plays, it's just such a rich experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now in it. In addition to expanding your audiences and outreach and and the the types of audiences mm-hmm. that you're reaching, you've also expanded tremendously the the inclusion of actors, not only geographically but professionally, as as well as programs for college yeah. uh, students, uh, high school age students. Yeah. So the company started. I mean, it was always professional. Everyone always got paid a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but over the years, we've increased our professionalism, so we're able to get a higher quality of actor. Uh, back in 2015 uh, was the first year we used a member of Actors Equity Association, um, and we've used a, a member of Actors Equity in our summer show uh, ever since. This year, we're up to two. Um, our community tour has eight actors. Uh, four of those actors are, are always members of, of Actors Equity. Because um, again, we want to we want to bring the best we can to our, mm-hmm. our wonderful state of of Delaware. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, along with that, again, with this same vision of trying to make sure you know the broadest possible mix of the community is involved. You know, with our summer festival, we have college apprentice company members who appear in the show, but then we also have high school interns um, who are around the process and learning from it. Um, so we we try to surround our processes. Uh, with with people at kind of every every stage of their of their career, uh, so that the creative impulse behind the shows uh, matches that same goal of can anybody come and experience mm-hmm. this and, mm-hmm. and appreciate it? Now, uh, look, looking at your your per- performances or your productions, I should say, from two thousand three, you've done not all of the Shakespeare plays, but you've done a full range from tragedy to to comedy. Can you speak to that and? And how that selection has has occurred over time, and and has that evolved, or is there is it cyclical? The, so the company, you know, as a summer company in its origins, it, it, we we started with the comedies, you know, Midsummer Night's mm-hmm. Dream, as you like it, because um, you know when you go see a show in the summer, you want to sit back and relax and, and enjoy. Um, uh, but they did, you know, very early on. I think it was the the first four shows were comedy, but then you know they're they're. Their fifth show was was Richard the Third, you know, not mm-hmm. not a comedy, right. <laughs> a pretty right. intense historical <laughs> drama. Um, and ever since then, with our summer show, there's kind of been a three year cycle of well known comedy, maybe not as well known comedy, and then something else, whether that's a history play or a tragedy or you know a romance like The mm-hmm. Winter's Tale. Um, and then the really great thing about launching the community tour is that it's 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 kind of opened up the canon um, for us. I mean, in the three years of the community tour, we started with Pericles, Prince of Tyre, which I bet many of your listeners don't even know the play Shakespeare wrote, <laughs> but a really wonderful play about life's journey, and that really matched up with the, the places we were taking the performance. Um, and then, you know, we did a comedy, As You Like It, which was our second show we had done outdoors, but a totally different play when you do it in a prison mm-hmm. <laughs> and in a homeless right. shelter. Right. Uh, and then last year, you know, we did the Merchant of Venice for the community tour. Not a play we'd ever do in the summer festival, which is about <laughs> kind of relaxing and inclusion and having a great time. Um, that was a play that allowed us to really dive into some really controversial questions about how human beings treat each other. Um, mm-hmm. And by, by opening up our, our season to being more than the summer festival, we really have opened up our ability to, to take on different kinds of plays as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's uh, talk a little bit about the, the community mm-hmm. tour and, 
and how that's grown over the last three years. And and the the kinds of you, you've alluded to some of the the various venues that you take mm-hmm. these shows into. What is your consideration for a the selection of of the plays that you take into these uh, facilities, these venues, and and how do you? What are the kinds of themes that you weave into that to to connect to the populations? You know, it's not hard with Shakespeare. The the the, the goal is that you you pick a play for the community tour that that has a lot of different social classes in it, um, so that everyone can find someone someone to connect to, um, and and a play that. You know, on the surface, you may think, like, as you like it, you may think, well, that's just a light little comedy. I mean, that's probably, but as you like it is a play about people living in exile. I mean, literally, you know, 75% of that play takes place out in the forest of Arden, where everyone has gone to live after they've gotten kicked out of the kingdom. Uh, So how does that play resonate uh, with an audience in a homeless shelter? Or how does that play resonate with an audience in in a prison? Mm so the the plays open up in in, in surprising and in exciting ways. Uh, you know, when we did the Merchant of Venice last year, uh, we we branched out a little bit from kind of just looking at it as, you know, quote unquote underserved audiences, and and really we're trying to find audience groups uh, that would connect and have life experiences that would that would allow really authentic discussions around this idea of. How do we treat people who are who are different than us? Um, so we went to Camp Rehoboth down down in Rehoboth you know, mm-hmm. to, to uh, have a conversation with the LGBT community. Um, we went to the Latin American Community Center, um, and you know we did a performance at the University of Delaware, which typically isn't a place we'd have taken that community tour before. Uh, but it was in association with the Jewish Studies Program, um, okay. so we try to pair the audiences with the play to create an experience that has the the richest and most kind of unexpected journey through this play as possible. And and you not only perform for these groups and in these venues, mm-hmm. but you really have audience engagement. Could you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So starting the the second year of the tour, and it was and it was just by chance. At the end of as you like it, there are so many characters on stage that we realized we didn't have enough actors to play all the characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a there's a kind of a brother that shows up and delivers a whole bunch of news. Um, and we're like, why don't we get a volunteer at each place we go? Uh, and we'll just give them the text before the show and they can stand up at the end and, and say these lines. And we thought it would be a fun idea, but it was transformative. Um, the, every time that volunteer stood up, the space just transformed. Mm-hmm. I mean, the mission of, del- of that community tour is, you know, let everyone have ownership of these plays. Um, and we do that in theory by going to the audiences um, and, and being out there in their space. Uh, but then when, when one member of the community stood up and actually joined with our actors, mm-hmm. I mean, literally the environments in the room changed every single day as people were like, hey, this is us too. We can tell this story. We can be part of this. Uh, and, and I was fascinated um, seeing that, uh, experiencing that in, in one of the venues this last year. And when that community member mm-hmm. stood up and recited his lines, I mean, the the visible and audible mm-hmm. support that that audience member got from the rest of his community yeah. was was mm-hmm. really really amazing. Yeah. It really was it was tremendous. Mm-hmm. Uh, now with uh, the community tours, you've gotten some uh, great kudos locally, but also nationally. And I want to take uh, go in that direction. But first, let me remind our listeners: you're tuned into Delaware State of the Arts here on Fort. News Radio 1450 WILM and 1410 WDOV. Our guest in the studio today is the producing artistic director of Delaware Shakespeare, David Stradley. David, uh, in in recent months and over the last year, you've gotten some recognition at the national level through the National Endowment for the Arts. Kudos to you, yeah, and you. let's hear about that. Well, first off, 
I mean, the Nash recognition is great, but I do want to take a moment to thank the Delaware Division of the Arts for their c- incredible support. Um, you know, launching a program like the Community Tour takes a whole bunch of risk, um, and, and Delaware Division of the Arts has been invested in it from the beginning and really helped us to launch it. So we're, we're very grateful for that. Uh, but yeah, uh, as this work has has gotten better known, we've been we've been thrilled that that national kudos have followed. Uh, this year, we got our our first ever direct funding from the National Endowment for the Arts through one of their Challenge America grants, um, which is all about bringing arts to to underserved populations. Mm-hmm. That'll be funding helping to fund this fall's tour of, of Romeo and Juliet. Uh, and then after never having received a National Endowment for the Art grants in our, hist- in our, in our history, uh, we very quickly followed up with our second in one year. Um, and there's another National Endowment for the Arts grant program called Shakespeare in American Communities. Um, and one of those grants has a juvenile justice um, focus. Mm. Uh, so over the next year, uh, we're going to be um, implementing six acting classes, 10, 10 session acting classes in different juvenile justice facilities throughout the state of Delaware. Um, and a couple of those will directly relate to the community tour production of, of Romeo and Juliet. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's been it's been we love doing this work, but it's been really exciting to know that our, our national colleagues as well have said, hey, there's some really thrilling stuff happening in Delaware. Well, and, and I think it also speaks well to. Uh, uh, dispelling the myth that it's only huge organizations right. that are in the purview of the National Endowment for the Arts. I mean, w- what's the size of your staff? Our our full time staff is one. Yep, <laughs> we have a kind of part time equivalent full time staff of about another two or three. Um, but there's kind of four of us on a, on a year round basis mm-hmm. that are thinking about the company and moving it forward. Uh, obviously, around each of our major productions, we have a big support team that that comes in. Um, but our our, our year round staff is is four people um, thinking about Shakespeare and how we can make it, uh, you know, more engaged in our community. And to complement that, you have a working board. I see volunteering as ushers and. Uh, so on. Yeah, you know, as as Delaware Shakespeare has grown, you know, v- you know, very definitely in the in the very beginning days, it was it was the definition of a working board, uh-huh. you know, selling tickets. And <laughs> as as we have progressed as an organization, it has gotten more into a, a governance board, but mm-hmm. but still, the organization is a very grassroots right. organization, yeah. and and the board definitely follows suit in that, and they they love being a part of the events and and going to them and helping out and making it successful. Yeah. Well, let let's turn to this uh, upcoming season. Yes. Uh, when this airs, your summer festival will be starting shortly thereafter. Yes, yeah, so this summer uh, we're doing one of Shakespeare's silliest plays, uh, The Merry Wives of Windsor. Uh, it's a joyful play about two happy wives <laughs> um, who, uh, who uh, they get um, targeted uh, by Falstaff, the, uh, an egotistical, uh, self-centered uh, gentleman who um, is down on his luck and decides that the, uh, the best way for him to, uh, to, to make some money is to flirt with the two richest women in town and, uh, and, and, and get some of their money. And uh, as, as in all of Shakespeare, the women are smarter than the men. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, these two women definitely team up on Falstaff and, uh, and teach him a lesson. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but the great thing about this play is that, you know, in, in one of Shakespeare's tragedies, you know, if, if two people had, had tagged up on Falstaff, you know, there'd be lots of dead bodies around by the end of the play. But, but in this play, kind of once everyone learns their lesson, they just go... Okay, let's go to the bar and have a drink. Um, you know, one of the lines in the play is, we shall drink down all unkindness. Um, and that's kind of our, our theme for this year. And just, you know what, when things happen, we can still get along. We can mm-hmm. still love each other. We can mm-hmm. still, uh, you know, <laughs> now, have a drink at the end of the day. You you have an award-winning actress who is directing and has, mm-hmm. I believe, performed with Delaware Shakespeare before. 
Uh, let's let's talk about uh, Krista and and the cast. Yeah, we're a big believer. What we call the the, the Del Shakes family. Uh, and when we get an artist that that we love and who loves us, um, we look for ways to expand relationships. Um, so yeah, last year Krista Apple, who is a Barrymore Award winning actor in in, in Philadelphia, uh, played Beatrice in our Much Do About Nothing, and just absolutely delighted uh, our audiences. Um, and so Krista came back last fall and text coached our production of Merchant of Venice, and we said, Hey, you want to? we're going to do Merry Wives of Windsor this summer. Is that a play that interests you? And she's like, yeah. <laughs> um, so she's directing it and, and kind of uh, spreading her artistic wings in, in new ways as, as a director. And then, yeah, we have a fantastic cast. Um, our fall staff is an actor named Bradley Mott, uh, who is a, a recent transplant from the Chicago area, mm. has worked with some of the top theaters in Chicago, like the Goodman and Steppenwolf and Chicago Shakespeare Theater. Uh, our mistress, Paige, one of our two merry wives, is a woman named Britt Ashley Robinson. She just finished a run of a play in New York that was a, a New York Times critic's pick. Mm, um, wow. So really extraordinary artists. Um, but again, as we said before, we, we bring people from all aspects of their, of their career. So we have six really talented college apprentices who will play some of the smaller roles in the play. Um, and then this year, something we're doing new for the first time, uh, the high school interns uh, will actually be in the show at the very end, because at the very end of the play, the whole town gets together to play a practical okay. joke on Falstaff. Okay. Uh, so we'll have our high school interns in the show. And then we're also collaborating with Pages Alive Theater, which is a homeschool theater education company. Um, and they're going to be supplying another four or five kids, uh, kind of middle school kids each night that'll join into this big scene in the park at the end to torture Falstaff <laughs> in a now, comedic way. <laughs> now, now, how, how did you and Krista come up with this collection of actors? Uh, audition process? How long did that take? And- yeah, so we, uh, we start our audition process kind of in January of every year with just an open call and community members can come in and, and do monologues. Uh, and then end of January, February, we put together a kind of collated list of people and do about uh, two or three days of auditions to try to get the the best and the brightest. Mm-hmm. Well, let's let's talk about the logistics of the festival, how people can find tickets, more information about it. Uh, what what does an evening at Rockwood yeah. look like for them? So your your best way to buy tickets and to find out more about the production is to go to delshakes.org. Uh, you can buy your tickets then. We are a very modest ticket price, $22 general admission, $20 for seniors, $18 for students. Uh, we are outdoors at Rockwood Park, so it is a, it is a bring-your-own-seat or blanket uh, situation. Lawn chairs, low-back chairs, blankets. Uh, the grounds open 75 minutes before the show every night for picnicking and pre-show entertainment. We heartily encourage picnicking. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. uh, and then, yeah, you sit back and watch these great plays outdoors under the stars. And it, I shouldn't say this. And, you know, look at the weather forecast. Sometimes there's rain in the forecast. <laughs> but, now, w- w- you'll be on the grounds, I presume, behind the uh, Yeah, we're on the south the lawn of yeah, the mansion at, at Rockwood okay. Park. Yeah. And is there going to be any sort of unique configuration this year? Because I know you vary that from year yeah. to year. Uh, yeah, that's one of the fun things. We every every year we ask our design team like, here's here's the park, here's the grounds. Where do you want the play to be? <laughs> um, this year it's it's pretty standard. It's a, it's a it's a proscenium stage. Um, okay. uh, it's a very colorful, fun uh, set. Um, this is one of Shakespeare's kind of most domestic plays. Okay. Um, so the the outline of the set is uh, brightly colored uh, outlines of of homes, okay. um, and there's kind of. Uh, Laundry lines throughout the throughout the cat, the stage that have different elements of costumes on it that people pick off at a at a different time. And um, we always have live music with our our productions. And and this year the the focus instrument is a a string bass. We have a really talented young string bassist from Westchester University oh, nice. who uh, is collaborating with our composer on the on the musical score. So it'll be a a joyful joyful time. Mm-hmm. And having just been at Rockwood mm-hmm. recently, they have recently completed a beautiful renovation of the. 
the uh, what, conservatory. The conservatory and the, the Newcastle uh, County. And, and the facade of, of the back of the mansion. Yeah, Newcastle County has been uh, pouring a, a lot of resources into making that grounds uh, and building look uh, look nice again. Um, and we have a, a lovely partnership with Newcastle County. We, we couldn't do the Summer Festival without them, and we're very grateful for their support as well. And living up in that area, this mm-hmm. summer will be a bit of a challenge with the Marsh Road construction. Yeah, so check your, uh, <laughs> check your GPS before you come to the show. Uh, right now, the... Uh, s- northbound exits of I of I ninety five are closed at Marsh Road. Southbound is still good, but that can probably change over the course of the summer. Right. So we'll have we'll have rotating directions up on our website. But yeah, give yourself a few more minutes this yep. year when you come out to Rockwood so you can navigate the uh, the detours. Yeah, but Rockwood really is beautiful. We've got about a minute and a half left. Let's uh, let's go back to the community tours. Uh, do you have venues picked out for this fall? We do. Uh, we're doing uh, 18 venues. We've got all but one um, selected. We'll be going to three uh, state correctional institutions again, Howard R. Young, Baylor Women's Correctional Institute, and, and Sussex Correctional Institution. Um, some of the new places we're going this year are uh, Easter Seals here in, in Newcastle County. Okay. Um, and down in Sussex County, we're um, p- collaborating with the uh, Cheer Center uh, for the first time, which is uh, senior activity centers down in, down in Sussex, um, which we're excited about being there. Um, and uh, the Milford Public Library, our first time okay. doing a performance okay. in Milford. And um, did we mention what play you're doing? The play is Romeo and Juliet. Um, oh, a which, classic. Uh, we're really excited about that. That and, play every ninth grader reads, yeah. I think. <laughs> but also excited because it'll be a play for, in these audiences. You know, some of the audiences don't won't actually know how this play ends. And right. That'll right. be thrilling. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh. So uh, has that cast been selected? Yes. Um, okay. We've got, uh, again, eight local professional actors um, for that. Uh, really extraordinary people, um, six of whom actually have done the tour in the past. Uh, we found that when actors uh, do this work, they want to do it again. <laughs> great, great. So. Well, we've got about a half minute left, so final comments? Final, co- Join us this summer. Again, the best way to find information is delshakes.org. Uh, it's the Merry Wives of Windsor at Rockwood Park, July 12th through the 28th. David Stradley, producing artistic director of Delaware Shakespeare. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks, I, I really appreciate what you're doing mm-hmm. with with. Shakespeare and making it accessible to so many people in Delaware. And again, kudos to you on the uh, recognition from the National Endowment for the Arts. Thanks so much.